Assalamu alaikum. You have to say the opposite. I say salamu alaikum, you say wa alaikum salam. Okay. Salamu alaikum. Peace be with you. As I've said before, it's a great pleasure to be here. I just find myself last week in Sweden saying to everybody that this church is my church. It was funny because people said, which church is your church in Oxford? And I was, I will say it is this church. I know that I haven't been here often, been traveling a lot, but I do feel at home here. I've been here sometimes and it was with my husband. We've been visiting different churches and we came here. I, I don't, I may be a bit biased by Pat and, and, and Kitty, but I haven't been a lot with them. But I just been here and felt all these relationships, these different people from different places, different ages. So it made me to feel a kind of, to have a flavor of the kingdom of God here. And I, I, I really feel that a, a part of this church, and I'd like to thank you for that. And it's a pleasure for me to be able to share a bit with you uh, today about mission. I, mission is a passion for me. And it's really a, I'm fascinated by people, cultures, colors, flavors. As you see, I'm quite overdressed with my, <laughs> with my custom, my, from Tunisia. When I said goodbye to some friends there, they, they bought this dress for me, a friend been working this dress, doing the embroidery, and it has a meaning for me, because it was, I said to her, I don't have time to go to your place and to buy the, 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 the fabric. She said, I do everything. I come to your place and I do everything for you because you like to give it to you. Because it is the heart full of generosity and hospitality. And one of the first things that I like to, to try to do today, I think uh, this church is quite good on that, but I like just to ask you, or trying together, to change a bit the image that we have about Arabic people. Sometimes we just have this image about these terrorist people, these people very bad with their wives, these people like that or like that. I just like to invite you to have a different vision of these countries today. It is hard. I don't like to say, oh, it's, it's not hard to be in another country. It's hard for me to be here as well, to be honest with you. But it's just because it's different. It's, it's different countries. But I, I just invite you to draw in the heart of these people. I, I think it, it's hard to pray for a people or to be close to a people that we, we cannot love or you just have a sense of obligation towards them. But I think it's, it's much uh, maybe easier or, or deep or joyful when we can join them and when I think about Tunisia, what comes in, in my mind first is this blue, the sea, and the, the flavors, very hot, very spicy food, and the joy, in spite of everything, always this positive way to see things, sometimes too positive, anyway, but always this sense of hospitality, you are in a bus, you are in the train, you are in the, the luage, the, the big taxis, and people just get the sandwich and they offer it to you. 
Nobody travel with a apple. They travel with many apples. May may it be some some people to give one apple. Nobody travel with one orange. Because maybe it be someone to, to share your orange. It's, it's a different way. And when I, I, I went to Tunisia, I, I had this, this feeling that people were saying to me, um, be careful, it will be very hard. And it's hard. It's hard because of my nature. It's, it's hard because it's hard for us to, to deal with different places. It's hard because sometimes it's hard to be in a different country. But the, the, the feeling they made, the representation that I like to bring to you today is of this beautiful country. All these colors, all these people with this joy and hope in spite of everything. And the, the second thing that I like to bring to you today is this desire to know these people and to pray and to join this very small church there and to pray Jesus' prayer with them. May your kingdom come. Jesus in Mark, when he comes, he says, The kingdom is here. The kingdom of God is here today. The kingdom of God is in this church. This church is not the kingdom of God, but it's, it's, it's a part. It's a part of God's mission. It's a part of God's heart for the nation. And what I like to ask you is, it's not just a sense of mission as an obligation. The kingdom of God is about food, it's about, it's about drink. Even in the Bible, say the king, the kingdom of God is not just about that. Oh, it's not about that. I, I think it, it means that it's not about just to give things to people. But it's not say it's not that. It's not just that. It's not. It's more than that. It's not just about to to share my bread because I had this obligation. But do that with joy. Because the kingdom of God is joy of the Holy Spirit. It's this sense of joy. It's this, 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 this part of God's heart that is full of celebration that I like to, to bring to you. The good news for the poor. We've been saying the good news. What is the good news for the poor? But the poor is not just there. The poor is here. Talking to the very, very rich church like, like Lodicea, John is saying, you are, you are poor. You have to, to buy clothes for me. You are poor. Because it, it depends on the way that we see poverty. But I would like to, to talk with you about this poverty that is lack of rights, lack of, of empowerment. Sometimes I, it's some, Places that I feel very power and disempowered, it's immigration. When I come to the immigration, I, oh, I feel disempowered. When people start to ask very difficult questions and make you to feel inappropriate, and I think all of us who have been working in Arabic world and sometimes having a very hard time to go and to come, this place will start to pray. I think it's the place that I've been praying more in my whole life is queuing in these immigrations. Even here in England, I, I stop there and start praying. Until I pass, I keep praying. Because it's a place that I feel very disempowered. But some people, they've been living their whole life with this big 
sense of disempowerment. And we, we've seen it in Tunisia. We've seen it with the people with disabilities, with some of the single mothers, with some people from the church going to church but feeling the sense of fear. And today, and some of them, they've been dealing very well with that. But I've been feeling very disempowered. Have the policemen follow me, follow me. And then, until the day that I said, I like to be a friend of this, with this man. He's following me. So I, I, I like to talk to him. And once he, 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 he took the initiative, when I was about to marry, he came to me. It was just a conversation between me and my, my husband. Well, that was my fiancé, we, we decided to marry. And the, the policeman came and said, I'd like to congratulate you for your wedding. And I said to him, thank you, you are the, one of the few people that know that. And he said, oh yes, this is true. And he, he, <laughs> I understand, it's your job, you have to do that. But when you just feel that these people, they need God as well. And once he came to me as well and said, you travel a lot. You are in a place and then you are to another place. And I said, I give you a hard time. It's, it's hard to follow me. <laughs> and and it's, it's a different way that we see. Sometimes I felt very, very poor, very disempowered, very vulnerable. And feeling the feelings of, of the, our brothers and sisters there. When I start to, to teach at the Bible school in Tunisia, we, the Bible school was just kind of behind the ministry of the interior. I don't know, it's this kind of irony. I don't know why the Bible school was there. But it was there, because it was the lady said, come to my place. And it was Verena, a good friend of us. So to go to this place was kind of to go in another place and to come from there and get in the taxi and, and get, uh, trying not to say the, the right place to the taxi. So anyway, it was all these kind of stories that became a part of our lives. But what really touched me in this group, it's one day I, I arrived there and, and one of the students, he wasn't there, and I asked, what about Mohammed? They said, Mohammed is in the prison now. And he, we, we were a bit sad about that. And Mohammed called us, because he had the right to keep his mobile, and said, oh, pray for me. I'm having great opportunities to share the gospel with some people. They will never have this opportunity if I've never been here in jail. So people, they are... Sometimes they, they are seeing these, these opportunities as well. Uh, and they, they, they find Jesus in these places. And what I like to, to challenge you as well is, is to see this beautiful country, Tunisia. To see the gospel touching the poor and the vulnerable people there. The vulnerable, disempowered people, captive people, living with sometimes a deep sense of fatalism and say everything is maktu, we cannot change anything, is writing is like that. And how the gospel come and challenge it. And it's a culture of honor and shame, as, as we know, a, a culture when to perform well, to have a good situation, to have a good reputation, you have your honor. If you don't do these things, you are a bit in a situation of shame. 
But our challenge is to say to them, it's not about honor, it's not about shame, it's about God's grace. And to, to bring this sense of restoration of the image of Christ in these people, a sense of affirmation that they are sons and daughters of God. And it is, it is the powerful message that God has said, the kingdom is here. The kingdom is here. It is the inauguration of Jesus, uh, Jesus' ministry. Here when he comes to the synagogue and get this, and start to read it from, from Isaiah, he put as well a phrase from Isaiah uh, 58, 6 as well. It's not just from Isaiah 61, when he talks about the oppressed, sets the oppressed free. And in this text of Isaiah uh, 58 is a context of real oppression. It's the real oppression. It's not just something about the oppression of the enemy. It's the oppression about how it structures today. It's the oppression that we, we have to fight against. We have to fast, uh, fight against this sense of lack of justice, of equality. The church of God is a sign of God's kingdom. We are together a sign of God's love and God's grace for the nations. We are a sign for each other. When we give to each other a sign of peace, we are proclaiming, you are validating to each other that we are a sign of God's presence in this world. The kingdom is here. Jesus was praying, may your kingdom come. The kingdom is here. We are signs of this kingdom, of this amazing kingdom of God that is coming, setting people free, proclaiming the year of God's favor, of God's grace. At this point there in Isaiah, the people came back from, from the captivity, from Babylonia. They were disappointed. But they were saying when the God restored our lives, it was like a dream. It was a dream. But they are there. The houses, they, everything is destroyed. How do you start again? How do you start again? How to bring hope into the situation? How to bring the kingdom in Tunisia today? How to bring the kingdom in Libya, in Syria, in, in, in this place, in Oxford? How to be a sign of God's kingdom today? The oppressed, the poor, the people, they feel alone rejected. They don't have a sense of value. Sometimes they, their sense of dignity and identity is completely destroyed. How to bring again, how to proclaim, how to announce, how to invite them and to tell to people, I have some good news for you. It is our calling. It is our vocation. It is the vocation of this church to be a sign of God's love and grace. Its mission 
for everywhere to everywhere. And this mission also from nowhere, in the middle of nowhere. I come from a very small village in Brazil, very small. We don't have it in the map. I, I still have hope, but it's not there yet. And very small, very oppressed by the, the, the politician. A lot of corruption, a lot of bad things going on. And this village, this place, Jesus is there. Jesus is there. All my family is Christian today. When I became a committed Christian, I didn't have the right to pray in my house and to read the Bible. My father said, you don't bring the Bible here. I was praying outside. I was, and almost all my family, they are committed Christians today. The kingdom is there. The kingdom is because God is there. I spent some time in Tunisia talking with a friend of mine about about Jesus, and she felt very identified with the Christian people, but she was always saying, I cannot be Christian. It's something for another place. It's a kind of Western thing. It seems that Jesus is not from my place. And we start to pray. And I've been talking, talking and praying. And one day she said, I have to make a decision, but I'm not ready yet. I will pray. And she went to her house and she had a dream. She came the following day and said, I had a dream yesterday. I dreamed that I was coming into my, my house and it was a man, a man in the gate, an amazing man. She said, even in my culture, it's not very normal for a woman to look at man's eyes. I said, I felt so detached by this man that I just looked in his eyes and it was full of grace and love. And he had a very Arabic outfit and she just asked him, who are you? And he said, I am Jesus. And she asked him, well, why you are you here? She said, because I live here. And he said, but why you are why this funny clothes? He said, because I'm Arabic. And she said, please tell me your name again. And he said, I am Jesus. I've been always here. My name is Emmanuel. I am God with you. And she said, Jesus, if you have been here for such a long time, please come and live in my heart. And she is today a Christian with all the struggle, all the difficulties. The good thing about Arabic quote is we can talk much more about our failures than about our success. We don't have big churches. We have some people, some Christian people, fighting and fighting and struggling about discipleship. And it's with this vulnerability that I come to you today, show you my failures. But in my failures, I find my great success, Jesus. Faithfulness to go and to be with these people. 
is the sense of to recover my understanding of the gospel. And my first experience in Arabic world was in Morocco. And I, I went there with this kind of idealism. I will be doing great things there. And I build a church. It's funny because it's Jesus who builds the church. But sometimes we can't think that we build the church. And I've been there with this sense of to be inappropriate and stupid. Saying two words in Arabic and not very well. And, and after a while there praying, I, I had a friend called Hadija. And one day she came and said, I had a dream with you. He was praying for me in the name of someone called Jesus. Who is Jesus? Tell me about him. And it's, I think I, I felt a bit like Jonas. What am I doing here? It's all about Jesus. We are not protagonists of mission. Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Because mission belongs to God. Mission belongs to God. And when we start to talk with this lady, she said, I like Jesus. I like to follow him. She was preaching to me. She gave me the opportunity to be transformed and to understand that Jesus is already there. The amazing news is mission belongs to God, but we can participate. We can join Jesus' hearts. And we can find Jesus in an amazing way in these places. One place that I felt such an amazing sense of God's presence was in some camps of refugees in Sudan was working after the tsunami in a project of, in south of India, was with the refugees now in south of Tunisia, just being there, just discovering Jesus' love and presence among these people. Because it's amazing. Jesus, he hasn't a fixed address. If you ask him, where you live? I think it would be a very complicated question to answer. <laughs> Maybe he will answer you. The foxes have holes. The birds nest. But the Son of God hasn't a place to relay the, his head. He lives there. He lives here. And because of that, mission is from Everywhere, to everywhere, because the Holy Spirit blows where it pleases Him and is blowing Him he, here today in our hearts and calling us to renew our vision, to renew our hearts and to bring good news to the poor and to say to the oppressed that is freedom and to proclaim the year, the amazing year of God's grace and love. And I think it's amazing news that we are part of that. 
We have to celebrate. We are a part of this amazing calling of God. It's because of that we can look at this beautiful country with flavor of jasmine and very hot and spiced food. Very hospitable, hospitable and nice people. And we can pray, may your kingdom come in Tunisia. May your kingdom come in Egypt. May your kingdom come in Syria, in Sudan, in Morocco, in everywhere. May your kingdom come in also. But we can add, Lord, I would like to be part of that. I would like to engage. Because when we talk about mission, sometimes as, as work, as a missionary, we, we have sometimes two very big challenge. Sometimes we are, we become victims. Poas. Oh yeah, in these very hard places. So when I went to Morocco and I had this amazing time eating couscous and great fruits and, and having fun with people, sometimes I felt very, very guilty because I had to suffer. But, but, and then sometimes we have another Maybe temptation, the temptation to be heroes is to feel, oh, I'm amazing because I'm doing such a great job. And sometimes we feel, I cannot even pray. I feel so dry. And in all the situation, we can come back and say, it's all about God. It's not about us. It's about his kingdom. And I feel so grateful to the Lord for the privilege of coming for this small village, having all my studying to the generosity of people that gave me scholarships and supported me. And not being victim. The privilege of being in very difficult places and joyful places. But I'm not a hero. And to be just a dose of God, a servant. And to be a part of what God is doing in this nation for his glory. And I thank you for your hearts, for the nations. I thank you for your commitment with the nations. I thank you for your commitment and prayer for the students. I thank you for the desire to be hosted by those who doesn't have a home to be helped by the poor, and to learn from the people. They are not very good intellectual. But being together, a part of God is doing in the nations. May God bless all of us together, and his kingdom come, and we embrace together our calling, together, all of us, because in the mission of God is a place for each one of us And nobody can say, I don't have anything to bring to the table. The last story that I like to share, it's when I've been in in India for the tsunami relief program. We went to a place and we we met some, some men, fishmen there. And one of them, he said, Oh, I feel so sorry and ashamed because 
every time that we have guests, we give something. And today we don't have anything to bring, to give. And he stopped to cry and to walk. And he went very far. And he came back with beautiful shells and gave one to each one of us and said, I was wrong. We have always something to bring and to put in the table. All of you, all of us, we have a place in this mission that belongs to God. And we can bring it together and to proclaim that the kingdom of God is here. Not completely. We can say yet, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come. God bless all of you in Jesus' name.